How's it going, everybody? You clicked on the episode, you heard the stupid intro music. You know what time it is, Trail Tales time. Welcome to episode number 86. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a thru-hiker. I am a peak bagger. I am a huge hiking nerd. And every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. And this week's guest goes by the name of Kayla. She is a good friend of mine. We both met at Clarkson University. So she's one of the few uh, Trail Tales guests so far that I actually knew outside of hiking before we kind of connected through hiking. Anyways, she hiked the Vermont Long Trail this past June. And as most of you probably know, if you listen to the show a lot, I live here in Vermont. I love the Long Trail. I've hiked it a couple times and it's just amazing. So I was very excited to talk about it. Uh, we pretty much just jumped all over the place. It was her first through hike. So we do spend a decent amount of time talking about that. We also talk quite a bit about what it's like to hike in a group of people. So it was a great, great episode. I had a lot of fun. And of course, at the end, Kayla has a bear story to share. So people love the bear stories. So go listen all the way until the end, please. It was a great chat. And Kayla, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. And let's do another one soon. 46 Climbs, folks. If you don't know what 46 Climbs is, it is a charity run by a good friend of mine and his wife, Colby Zemendorf, also a previous guest of the show, a charity that raises money for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and they put like a hiking twist on it. So when you sign up, you get to choose a mountain out there anywhere in the world, and you get to go hike it with the t-shirt and all the swag that they send you after you make your donation. So please go check out 46climbs.com. And if you want to make a donation, be sure to do it under the Kyle Hates Hiking Team. That's where we're pooling all the money from the Trail Tales listeners and the viewers from my YouTube channel. So I will have a link to that in the show notes. Please go check out the Kyle Hates Hiking Team for 46 Climbs. That would be much appreciated. Also, go follow me on Instagram if you haven't already, at Kyle Hates Hiking. And speaking of my YouTube channel, go check that out as well if you haven't. It's, uh, yeah, Kyle Hates Hiking on YouTube. So with that said, the last thing I need to say and arguably the most important thing, well, I guess it's all pretty important, but this is certainly no exception. I need to thank this week's sponsor, Sawyer Products. And I could go on and on and on about their amazing water filters and their amazing insect repellent, but you guys already know about that stuff. Let's be honest, Sawyer is a a staple in the backpacking community pretty much everybody knows them and pretty much everybody knows how amazing their products are so instead i'm going to tell you about some of the work that sawyer is doing to help the environment because you know what we all care about the environment listening to this podcast we all cherish the outdoors and want to help protect it and sawyer feels the exact same way so that's the thing with some of these companies that make the gear you might think oh their process might pollute or be bad for the environment or whatever That's not the case with Sawyer at all. And in fact, this actually ties in with their amazing charity work they're doing, which you might have heard me talk about on previous episodes. But for instance, Sawyer has distributed over 1 million water filters to over 80 countries. That's crazy, 1 million filters. Um, And they've been able to provide clean water to millions of people around the world, which is so amazing. And 
That sounds great on the surface, right? They're helping people. But one thing that I actually didn't really think about until I started researching for this for this read I'm doing right now is that the use of Sawyer's filters actually reduces the amount of wood and fuel that's required to make water potable. And up to 478 trees can be saved per year in developing countries where they have to boil their water to make it clean, you know, without the use of Sawyer's filters. So again, that's like something I never really thought about but i think that's pretty cool because not only are they giving people an easy way to have clean water but they're actually saving a lot of trees and helping the environment and the atmosphere in the process which is really really awesome and another thing to think about too is that during natural disasters in a lot of developing countries they have to ship in huge pallets of bottled water for everybody and in using Sawyer's filters First of all, okay, let's just break this down, all right? Plastic single-use bottles, they're not gonna need as many of those because they can use the filters to get clean water instead. And it goes beyond that as well because that means they're not gonna need as much fuel to ship in all that really, really heavy water. As all you backpackers know, water is very, very heavy. Um, and they can either save that fuel or they can use that to ship in other essential items for these natural disasters. So again, stuff I didn't really think about, but it makes a lot of sense and I think it's really, really cool. And then another really great way that Sawyer is helping to reduce their environmental impact is by using something called a BOV on their insect repellent sprays. So again, I didn't really know anything about this until I was doing research for this ad read, but a BOV is something called a bag on valve and they use compressed air instead of propellants to disperse the spray so you can be safe from mosquitoes and ticks and all that stuff so huge thanks to sawyer for sponsoring this episode i feel like every time i do one of these ads for them i learn more and more about just all the amazing work they're doing beyond just selling really really awesome products to hikers so yeah, thank you so much, Sawyer. Thank you to Travis and Andrew over there for continuing to hook it up. Go check out Sawyer.com. And with that said, let's get into the episode number 86, I think, with, uh, yeah, Kayla, Long Trail Class of 2020. All right, here we go. Episode number 86 of trail tales before i bring in my guest well she's already here hi kayla but hey. before <laughs> before i actually let my guest talk i just want to say real quick to everybody listening who've donated to my 46 climbs team and, and the only reason i'm doing this is because i know kayla kayla does 46 climbs like she gets it so i don't feel bad about it but to everybody that's donated to the the uh, kyle hates hiking 46 climbs team holy shit you guys are freaking killing it we went from having absolutely zero dollars because I just launched it like a few days ago as of the time of this recording to being the number one fundraising team like and it, like just in a couple days like it's it's so amazing so thank you so much to everybody uh, who donated I wanted to get this in for everybody that skips the introductions to here too so um, anyways thank you guys Kayla what's up not much how's it going it's going pretty good um Kayla so for everybody listening, Kayla and I have known each other for a number of years now. We went to Clarkson together. That's how we met. And I feel like, I don't know, we've never like hiked together, but like we've always like kind of like kept in touch with various hiking stuff. And Kayla recently hiked the Long Trail, which I am very excited to talk about because I love the Long Trail, obviously. And that's like my like my home trail quote or whatever. 
And uh, it's been a long time since the long trail has been talked about on this show. So I'm just really excited for that. So Kayla, thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you just go ahead and like just introduce yourself um, beyond the long trail, talk about what you've hiked and yeah, just explain who you are. Yeah, sounds good. Um, yeah, I'm stoked to be on here. Thanks for inviting me on. It's my first time doing a podcast. So hey. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Kayla. I um, have been hiking for a couple of years now. Um, I mostly hike in the Adirondacks. Um, and I mostly I guess I started out just like peak bagging. That's like my main thing. Um, and I love it. And the long trail was my first through hike that I've ever done. Um, so that was like kind of a big deal. Uh, it was definitely a big learning curve, but it went well, I would say. Um, <laughs> but when I'm, yeah, like besides the long trail, I mostly just peak bag in the Adirondacks and the White Mountains and Maine and Vermont. Um, yeah, and like big into just like hiking with friends and kicking it and having a good time. Oh, yeah. I like to do, I like to do like long hikes once a year, like some type of ultra to like push myself. But other than that, I mostly just like peak bag for fun. Um, yeah, I finished my 46 a couple years ago in the Adirondacks. I'm working on like the New Hampshire 48. Eventually, I'll like get up to the one Northeast 115, but that's a process. <laughs> We're not yeah. in any rush for that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what I do, like hiking wise. Cool. Cool. Yeah. It's kind of funny you bring up the Northeast 115. I was talking about this with my, uh, my hiking partner Flossie the other day and I, I'm, I'm five peaks away from finishing it. And I have been since like August of last year for like a whole year now. And I just like, haven't like, I, we were What's like, the we, rush? <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like, I feel like I'm so close and I worked so hard to get there like over the last like number of years. But for some reason, it, well, not for some reason. I know exactly why. It's because the five left are up in like northern Maine, and I just like, <laughs> like it's just so hard to get up there. And I'm just like, ah, why go commitment. up there when I could just do something in the whites instead or something like that? So I don't know. Another thing you'll, that's you'll know when it's time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just it'll be an excuse to travel back to the northeast once I move away from here, whenever the hell that is. Um, another funny thing that just popped into my head there, which I completely forgot about for like a long time is do you remember that time um you were you were parked at crawford notch like about to start a hike and then just completely coincidentally i just like drove by you and i was like oh my yes. god that's freaking kayla right there that i was... do remember that yeah <laughs> that, was... that was after that was after a miserable hike too my friend and oh, i god, were really? like bumming it in the whites for like two and a half weeks just like living out of our cars <laughs> and <laughs> we hiked like the willy range and i think it it rained the whole time like it actually oh, it wasn't miserable it was that's a, lot a that's of a tough part of the whites too i mean yeah it tough, just but... i mean if if i'm gonna hike in the rain at least it was a couple of mountains that don't really have views anyway like i don't really miss out mm -hmm. on anything it was a good time we laughed a lot but we were definitely like when you drove by we were drying out all of our shit we had like our hammocks out we were like drying everything out next to the highway like a couple of dirt bags it was pretty <laughs> funny and you drove by and i was like of course <laughs> i thought that was so funny because it was just like one of those small world things and i wasn't even there to hike either it's just like what are the odds that like we two people that don't live there like two people that live like pretty far away from there would just like happen to be there at the same exact time because i was driving through <laughs> on my way over to sebago lake in maine just for like a little vacation and 
I, I think I had maybe seen on like Instagram, like I knew you were around and then I saw your like the old CRV or, or is yes, that what the thing my is? Dirtbag yeah. mobile. I love that car. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, Oh, that's Kayla and I like tried to yeah. roll down the window real quick and I don't think you heard me, but it was that was kinda Not funny. at all. That was that is super funny. <laughs> Damn, that was a long time ago too. That was like back in twenty seventeen, like I think. Three years ago. Like our senior yeah, year of college. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um but let's talk about the long trail. So yeah, I guess um, I th- I think the place I want to start here for everybody listening, I think it was just like a week or two before you left for the trail, Kayla. We like met up and you know you were just asking some questions about it or whatever, just kind of shooting the shit about the long trail, any last minute advice or whatever. Um, and honestly, to me, it sounded like like you were pretty sad. Like honestly, I feel like there really wasn't that much I could help you with because everything you said, like I was like, yeah, like you're pretty spot on with that. Um, so I guess what were your like expectations going into it and how do you think you kind of like fared up against those? Yeah. Well, I think that this year was a really weird year to do mm-hmm. the long trail because mm-hmm. of COVID. Like the trail had just opened after being closed for a long time. And we like honestly didn't really know what it was going to be like at all. Like I think normally you go in and you expect to figure some things out, but you expect to meet people and kind of like be able to ask people on the trail questions and figure it out as you go. And we didn't really have that opportunity. We had to be really planned out and really intentional before we even set foot on the trail. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like expectations as far as that went, we were just like kind of just like Screw figuring it, <laughs> it out. Yeah. Like the any there was no one that could really tell us what to expect that year mm-hmm. or this year. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, as far as like we definitely um, had to do things differently because of COVID. We had to like, we kind of didn't know what the deal was with hitchhiking. And we were also in a group of four. There were four of us. Um, so yeah, like just hitchhiking in general with a group of four is a little sketchy. And then on yeah, top of definitely. that, like on top of that COVID, it's like, who's going to pick up four hikers? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was like definitely interesting. That said though, I think like expectations, like obviously the trail like is pretty transforming and a pretty like cool experience like any through hike for anything more than like a couple days is you're going to come out of it a little bit different than you went into it um and it was it was awesome like definitely things were different and because it was different like i think the experience was a little bit more like personal um like it was less less of a social experience like through hiking a lot of time is like seeing other through hikers and doing like hikes together um and we didn't really have as much of that of an opportunity as that but we were already a group of four so it was a lot of like hiking with yourself and like figuring things out Mm -hmm. on like a very personal level and that was that was special in its own way too yeah definitely how do you think um actually sorry before i get too far ahead of myself here i should have said this before the last question um like just details about like the hike like what direction you went like what time of year like how long it took and all that stuff yeah, so we did um we did it northbound. We started um like June fourth or something and we took our sweet time. It was awesome. Has it already um, been like a couple months? Damn. I feel yeah, like it was crazy. I feel like it was just like the other day that we were sitting there like talking about it. I know. I can't believe it's been that long. I mean, yeah, I don't even know what I've done with my life since getting off the trip. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but we did we took twenty seven days. Um and the group of us we all started out at like completely different like hiking abilities, like different, like backpacking, like experience levels. We, it was our first, all of our first through hikes. So we all had that common. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just kind of like took our time. We weren't really, all, we were all um, kind of like, we didn't have a work schedule that we had to get back by. We all just like, were really open schedule wise. So we just like, yeah, 
hung out and like took our time and did some like awesome chilling. So um, yeah, it took us 27 days. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's cool to hear. Cause like a lot of the time, most of the time I would even say like people who come on the show and I'm, I kind of fall into this category as well. Like there are people that are just like freaking killing the miles and, and that's totally fine too. But um, I feel like there's a lot of people that listen and consume this kind of content especially first timers like as far as like a through hike goes because it's not like you were an inexperienced hiker before this but a first through hike is it's still going to be a first through hike regardless of how many miles you've done before it um so i don't know i i think that's kind of cool that you guys like kind of took it in a little bit and i also like know that trail so well too um there's like so many spots that i kind of want to go back to and just like chill at so yeah that's a, that's cool to hear how was it um hiking in a group of four people because like because i've hiked in groups with with four people before but it was like on the at where we all kind of met up along the way so we already just kind of na- we basically naturally like fell into place but when you're starting with people like that um that's a little bit different and sometimes that can be challenging i know we, we did talk about this a little bit when we met up or whatever but um yeah how was yeah hiking with a group of four people yeah, so that's a really good question. I think that's probably the most like dan- dynamic part of the trip and like the biggest learning curve of the trip was like learning to hike with four people. Um the friends that I hiked with, we had our- we were already really good friends before we even got on the trail and we all met um uh, we we worked as wilderness therapy guides um at a company in Vermont. So we all met um like living in the woods together and like that's how we became friends. That's how we connected. So I think that was definitely an advantage. Like we knew that we all were comfortable living in the woods. Yeah. That said, we were all like very different people and um, going into it, like we did have to work out a lot of stuff um, and like kind of like learn each other's like ins and outs because you're spending 24 seven together. I mean, we oh, hiked yeah. alone a lot of the time, but um, at the end of the day, like it's through hiking, you learn things about each other that you never knew, like no matter how long you were friends for. Um, but that said, like, although we had, we had to work things out, we, like, I consider the people that I hiked the trail with to be like some of my best friends. Um, so we definitely came out of it, like with this really, really strong bond. Um, that's like really special. Like I'll always be able to like go back to those people and like have mm-hmm. that experience with them, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, yeah, there's definitely parts of hiking with a group. Like we went into the hike kind of like really aware and like having open conversation that we were not always going to be happy with each other. Like That's we weren't smart. always. That's really, yeah. <laughs> it's honestly, cause I, I feel like, um, I just hear stories about people who go into a, a hike like this with a group of people or even just two people, honestly, you know, like just, just two friends or whatever, like, and, and they don't work out those kinks beforehand, or at least they don't anticipate like some sort of, they just think it's going to be fine. And they quickly realize that actually it's not always going to be fine. There's going to have to be some compromise. So it sounds like yeah. you guys worked that out before, or not worked out the comp, the compromises, but at least acknowledge that there's going to be some sort of conflict yes. um, before. <laughs> That's really smart. That is a great piece of advice. Yeah, we definitely set the expectation. Like we, we all had, um, we had, like before we got on the trail, we all sat together, um, several different opportunities and we were like hey like we're going to fight like we are going to hate each other's guts at times and that does not mean that we're bad people or that we don't want to be friends anymore like we just need to go in knowing that there's going to be moments where we don't like each other and that's okay because we're human and being on the trail like it kind of brings out like the worst parts of you at times it's hard oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely <was. laughs> so yeah it was definitely important to like talk about that before anything happened um, that said, it didn't, I mean, it wasn't easy when we had moments of conflict, but also we worked them out. And like, 
I think that at the end of the day, if you're able to like have empathy for other people and you're able to go in and be like, this is not about me. Like, this is not just my experience. Like, this is about like, obviously I need to like take care of myself and like do what I need to do to be okay. But also like, like I'm not trying to be here and like make this like Kayla's long trail hike. Like, no, we're doing Mm -hmm. this as a group. Like this is our long trail hike and we all have to be down to like communicate and compromise. So I think that we crushed it. Um, because we had those conversations and because we kind of like went in with that mindset. Uh, that said, like, it's definitely something that you have to be like careful with. Like you have to be careful about who you get on the trail with. You have to be careful about like what those people need and like how they deal with stress and like how you deal with stress in the moment. And like, you just have to be self-aware or like at least talk about it. I think the biggest thing that helped and actually brought me closer with all of my friends was like being able to talk about the things that we were frustrated with and like being able to be like, like if someone said something that upset me or like pissed me off, like, or whatever, cause I'm kind of a sensitive person. I'll be honest. Like, <laughs> like people say things, and I take it really personally, like being able to bring that up with my friends and be like, Hey, like, this is how I experienced that. Like that made all the difference. Cause it didn't like fester, like didn't make, didn't make it bigger than it was. Like we were just able to be like, Oh, like that's not what I meant by it. And then mm-hmm. be like, cool, move on. Um, but just like actually talking about those things rather than just like hiking alone and thinking about it in your head and just like mad hiking. Like it's just better to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So another thing that we talked about kind of on this subject, uh, it's, it's kind of like coming back to me as I hear you talk now, um, is I think I had, I had like, I don't know, w- not warned you, but I had said something like, hey, if some of your friends quit, like, what are you going to do? Like, are you going to keep going or whatever? Um, so I guess, did you guys end up talking about like what the plan was going to be if somebody like bailed or if a lot of people bailed? Like, I guess even just for you personally, Kayla, do you think you would have kept going if your friends had decided to, uh, you know, drop out? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think that I definitely would have, um, yeah, like with a group of very different people, we definitely were at different levels of how stoked we were about the trail. Like, um, I'm pretty used to pushing my body and like, like, like I've already learned how to stay present on the trail versus like always thinking about when you're going to get to the next site or always thinking about like how many miles you have left. That's definitely something like a skill you practice over time and learn. hundred percent. Yeah. And I think like, for me, I was kind of like already there. Like I already had some like mental game strategies to do it. And then some of my other friends like struggled with that a little bit more. So I think like, we all had different levels of stoke. We all had like different levels of like, oh, am I going to finish this? Am I not? Like for me, I never really doubted whether or not I would finish it. It just like kind of knew it was going to happen. Like you take it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, minus injuries or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas like other people in the group really weren't sure. And that's like fine. I think that's like a like. I've definitely experienced that on other trips, um, like previous hiking trips. So I like definitely knew that I was going to finish. And we definitely had conversations of like, hey, like I'm struck. Like my other friends were really awesome about um, being transparent that they were struggling. Like it was really cool to be able to have those conversations where they would be really open and like brave about how they were feeling. And like, like they'd be honest, they'd be like, I might not want to hike anymore. Like I might want to quit. Yeah. And we were kind of able to like talk about it as a group. Like, and I mean, motivate each other, like without being, you know, without like, with like taking consideration, like it's okay to not finish. Like everyone has different hikes. Like everyone like experiences it differently. So like if people wanted to quit, like that wouldn't have been to the, the end of the world, but we were able to like support each other in that. Um, yeah. And like one of my friends actually did get injured on the trail and couldn't finish. She's oh, definitely no. going to go back at some point, but 
yeah, that was definitely like a turning point. It was right halfway um, on the trip. Oh, and she, so she made it like a good, good bit of the way there too. Yeah, yeah. It was like it really sucked. It was like right around Middlebury, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she twisted her ankle really badly and couldn't finish. And that kind of like changed the whole dynamic. Like once you lose like an integral part of your group member, like it really sucked. Like it was really hard. It was definitely like a like a bummer. Um, and it was like we had to like relearn. Like I don't know. It was just like less fun after that. Um, because just like losing someone sucks. Yeah. Um. So that kind of did happen. Um. And in that moment, like we all kind of reevaluated. It was like okay, like we're not like we started out as like a group of four. Like now, are we gonna finish as a group of three? Or like how is this gonna go? So it is like something that we had to like work through. Um. Yeah. And like on the trail, like we weren't a hundred percent sure that we were gonna finish at different times like there were moments when like every person in my group were like i might quit and like that's honestly okay like i think there's a lot of shame around like through hiking and being like you have to finish like i don't know and just like a lot of like competition around that and like feeling lesser than if you're struggling more than someone else um but that said like it's like all it's like your own hike and like if you hike a quarter of the long trail or half the long trail and you get like something out of it then like that's fine like you don't have to finish the whole thing oh yeah and it's a freaking hard trail too like i just i i probably said this on previous episodes a long time ago when i've talked about this trail but the long trail is hard like i i it's like it's harder than most of the at honestly like it's even though it's like significantly shorter than like the at or the pc or something I've heard people say that, like, just in terms of, like, mentally how challenging it is. Like, people, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a hard trail. Um, Kicks your ass, for sure. <laughs> and, and honestly, Kayla, like, like you've, you might have even heard other people say this, too. Like, I feel like if you can hike the long trail, you can definitely hike, like, the AT or, or another trail that's, like, way longer even. I mean, I'm kind of, like, proof of that, obviously, because that's what I did. I hiked the long trail before I did the AT. And, like, I don't know. So, I, I commend you guys for that. Like, it's it's a it's a tough trail. You guys crushed it. Um, yeah thanks one thing i think i should probably go back to because we kind of touched on this a little bit and then i got got a sidetracked um the resupply so what with covid and everything what did you guys end up doing like for your resupply strategy yeah so um resupplies were complicated i'll be honest like this was the hardest part of the whole i was gonna say i think i remember you talking about it and it sounded complicated (laughs) yeah so we were extremely lucky because we were local um we lived in like I, i lived in waitsfield at the time um we had friends like pretty much like out of the middle of the state. So going anywhere like wasn't too crazy versus living like really up high up north yeah, or down south. Yeah. Um, and I we had a lot of friends who had the time. So we were so, so lucky. Like again, so many thanks to all of our friends who helped make it happen. Um, but what we had to do is we basically had to ask people for help and ask people to drive to us and like meet us at certain times. Um, we had to plan kind of like a strict itinerary because of that, which, um, I mean, I know we talked about this when we chatted before I hiked the trail, like you were like, eh, it sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean, on one hand, like, yeah, it was challenging. To but have I mean, to this have is that. like, what else are you going to do? You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, but on the other hand, like, that's just like, that was what we needed to do. So we just, so we like reached out to friends. Um, we got friends to, um, yeah, pretty much be like, yeah, we'll drive this to you on this day. Um, we planned our itinerary around that. And then we did all of our food shopping beforehand. And that was hard. Yeah, I, <laughs> We had to figure oh out God. what we were going <laughs> to eat the whole time. And if anyone hikes, like we all know that 
like you just get weird cravings out there and you don't know what you're gonna want exactly yeah (laughs) that's that's so hard to do honestly yes that was that was really really challenging what did you get what did you get sick of the most oh my gosh (laughs) where do i start um i got really sick of like those like um rx bars yeah yeah those are disgusting oh you must have spent so much money on those like buying an entire three hikes worth of yeah i still have rx bars (laughs) i'm still working on a box (laughs) they're really tasty i actually like those a lot but those are very pricey not anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah those were tough and then also just like just the random snacks we got like we made some mistakes where we like package things into baggies so like i was like i know i'm gonna crave doritos like i just know it's gonna happen but i like made the mistake of buying like a big bag and then putting them in smaller bags so they were stale when i got them oh. and that was the most disappointing thing ever <laughs> oh man that, there's a pro tip for you don't don't yeah. repackage your doritos in advance don't do that yeah i learned that the hard way <laughs> if you're gonna buy snacks ahead of time and ship it to you then like leave them packaged in the original package did you still eat them though uh i don't remember i think i ate most of them i mean you had to you had them like what Um, other choice do you have yeah so yeah so we just like did all of our grocery shopping beforehand we like kind of had to guesstimate we definitely overbought i mean it was better to overbuy than to underbuy and we just like bought a ton of stuff and then whatever we didn't like we would um we would meet our friends at that time um they'd bring all the stuff and then whatever we didn't want we'd like send back with them and that worked out pretty well um since we overpacked we were kind of able to be like oh i can't eat any more yeah yeah whatever did um switch it up a little bit did you get a chance to like eat real food at all because that's like like uh, in a normal year like you'd be able to you know, not only have the convenience of just buying food as you go, but you'd also be able to like go into town and like get some real food at like a restaurant or yeah. whatever. So that's like yeah. another big thing that you're missing out on um, potentially. So did you get a chance to do that? Like, did your friends like bring you, like actually bring you guys into town at all? Yeah. So that's something we had to problem solve like mid trip. So we went, we actually went the first two weeks without leaving the woods at all that's was like crazy only, that's yeah, tough we had, that's tough Kayla. yes it was really hard and i mean it was like i'm glad that i did it to be like i i did that but it was a grind like i think by the end of those two weeks i was like i need a break like i just like yeah, don't really want to be sure. in the woods right now yeah, yeah and um yeah so like the first the first two weeks it was like hard we did our resupplies we ate the same food for two weeks it was like not ideal and like uh, eating hiker I think, food for two weeks straight oh man yeah that's tough. and like not leaving the woods too like we only and yeah, we barely true. we only saw hikers like we we were hiking at a pretty slow pace so a lot of hikers were passing us but we were also like we didn't really meet that many new people or like didn't really have too many people to chill with and i think at the time there wasn't a lot of people on the trail because of covid mm-hmm. um so there's just like it was like really quiet i mean it was really nice to have shelters to ourselves a lot of nights that's pretty um, yeah, that is that's kind of unique yeah because i feel like i mean not that june is the most popular especially early june the most popular time to hike you know here yeah. but still like i would i would not expect to have shelters to myself very often so interesting yeah that was really special especially some really beautiful ones um yeah but yeah two weeks was like hard and then the second half of the trip we learned from that experience we were like we did that we never need to do that again and then we like planned more things so like we planned people to come meet us and hike with us to like kind of switch up the dynamics so it felt Mm -hmm. like less of a grind yeah just like have new people to bring in and beer and whatever (laughs) um and then we we also had like a friend um bring us to a hotel and yeah we got like you know like had people bring us to restaurants um the calorie situation was kind of weird because of that i think a lot of through hikers like pack light food and then just like 
calorie load when they get to town. Yep. Um, so I did. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And that was like definitely something we weren't really able to do. So that was weird. We had enough calories. It was just whether or not we wanted to eat the food that we had. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think like I I like after hiking those two weeks, there's like certain foods that I'm like, that's what I crave. <laughs> it was like, it was ginger ale and Doritos were like the two things that I was like, that's my through hiking food. Like everybody has their thing. And those were mine. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. That That's good that it's something, or at least one of them is something you can carry with you though. You know, like you can carry Doritos. Uh, oh, I did. <laughs> it's not like yeah. stale Doritos, but it's not like, like me where it's like always a cheeseburger and it's like, I can't fucking carry a cheeseburger I mean, that with too. me. Yeah. <laughs> we had one day in town. I was just like, I'm going to eat a whole pizza by myself. Because did you do I it? <laughs> it did. Of nice. Course. That's like a <laughs> third hiker rite of passage, I feel like. It is. Yeah. <laughs> there was awesome. def- that was definitely one of the cravings. Where? But... Which pizza place? Um, It was in Waitsfield. So we, I live in Waits, I lived in Waitsfield. So we were able to literally hike to my town, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, that's actually really cool. You were able right to like. go home in the middle of your through hike (laughs) yeah that was awesome that was like and we had it was so great like we got to go home i got to i think i got like pizza and a burger and like all these things because it was the end of the two weeks too so (laughs) that was like yeah we must have been so fucking hungry i can't even i get hungry after like two days out there like oh my god i can't even imagine two weeks holy shit yeah yeah for sure um yeah and it was cool because we got to like all of our friends in town like they got to come hang out with us we like had kind of like a river party it was great um and that was that was really special but yeah that was like definitely like a turning point we were like we're gonna do things a little bit differently now (laughs) okay yeah so what what did you okay well i guess besides the i i don't know yeah what Great, great job, Kyle. What did you dif- do differently <laughs> after that? Oh man, Patrick, you can leave all that in. I just, I need the world needs to know how stupid I sound during these sometimes. Yeah, what what did you guys do uh, differently after that? Yeah, so specifically, we planned like breaks. So we planned to have like nights in a hotel to do laundry, to get clean, to like have that reset, and also go into town and get food that wasn't trail food, like get burgers and whatever. Um, and then we also just like planned more people to visit. So like, we just like invited more friends who are like, Hey, we need you guys for our morale. You got to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just packed food differently. Like we knew what we were craving at that point. So when we had our food drops, we were able to go and like put different food in our food drops. I was like, I need more chips and more cookies and more soda and yeah that's what i brought differently (laughs) Um, my other friends were like oh we need more fresh fruit and i was like oh doritos (laughs) Um, doritos aren't a fruit yeah yeah right (laughs) through it's like a it's like a through hiking vegetable equivalent pretty much i think (laughs) it literally is um i had a lot of doritos on the at as well yeah for sure so that's that's mostly what we did differently and we also um i think we also like two weeks also our the power situation was weird like we had to res- like save our battery a lot during oh, those two yeah weeks. So, i didn't even think about that yeah yeah shit. so there was like no music um yeah and i i'm someone that actually really struggled to hike alone before before this trip like that's something that the long trail taught me was like how to be okay hiking alone like i would always get in my head or like hike just like my pacing was off and i just like never had fun hiking alone mm-hmm um but i mean two weeks without music or anything and like we would hike different paces it was like a lot of hiking alone um and you get bored like you're just yeah (laughs) for like 14 days straight there's like yeah i think that was something that was hard um i'm really really glad i did it because now i can crush miles alone a lot easier than i could before 
Um, so I kind of like, yeah, had to go through it for a little bit, but the second half, we, um, also made sure that we could listen to music and podcasts. Cause that's a huge morale booster. Just like oh, makes yeah. your day go by so much faster. Oh, it's yeah. so much better. And like, yeah, you just like feel like you're a part of the world again. Um, which was really nice. It, there was definitely like a lot of FOMO, like being on the trail and like feeling guilty about checking my Instagram and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cell service. How is cell service? Cause I feel like this is something we talked about too. And if I recall correctly, I think I told you that you would pretty much have it at at least a couple times every day, not consistently probably, but you would still be able to get it most days. Was that accurate? I would say there was only like three days where I struggled to find self-service. Um, I mean, it it's definitely like... It's spotty. It's spotty, but if you're up on a ridge, which so much of the long trail is up on a ridge that it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, like if I was up on a ridge, I would check and then there, a, a lot of shelters didn't have it. So like if you were down lower, yeah. um, that was definitely sketchy. So like, uh, yeah, I'd say like we'd only had service, like maybe one out of three nights per shelter. But then as soon as you were up on a ridge, it was like full bars. So yeah. it wasn't bad. So you could do what you needed to do. Like I was able, like I was looking for housing for grad school and like doing like all these grad school things. And I would like, like not have service at the shelter so that I'd like go hike on a ridge and then like post up for like an hour and like do stuff while I had service and then like go back down to no service. Um, which is, I mean, it's good to not have service too. Like it forces you to stay present and like bond with people. So I'm kind of glad that that was a thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's like you want to balance because in your case, especially if you're trying to coordinate like you know, food drops and shit like that. You're st- you got to have some service, obviously. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You just have to know when to check for it. Yeah, yeah. Which um, is like anytime you're up high. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. That's just usually the rule anywhere here on in the Northeast, at least. And uh, I guess the whole AT in my experience as well. Um, how did hiking a lot in the Adirondacks, like, uh, prepare you for this? Because that was one thing, like, I feel like, you know, I was just talking about how hard this trail is a few minutes ago, but the Adirondacks are really hard too. So I feel like for most people coming into the long trail, it's going to be harder than they're used to. But for you, again, you know, just purely in terms of the actual hiking, so not, you know, the through hiking aspects, but just the actual hiking. Um, yeah. Do you think the Adirondacks prepared you pretty well for that? Yeah, the Adirondacks are definitely killer. Um, I mean, when you're talking about trail maintenance and like trail conditions and like terrain and like elevation gain and loss like the Adirondacks are like really challenging oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so, and that's like kind of where I learned to hike like that's where I got my hiking legs that's where I fell in love with it and that's kind of what I love like I kind of love that type two fun and like the feeling of like oh man I have to hike this now <laughs> <laughs> um and like that like weird like all right I guess we're gonna do it like that I mean yeah I'm sure you know what I'm talking about like oh, yeah. I love that <laughs> oh yeah trust me all the people um, listening get it too yeah exactly so uh it definitely prepared me really well like the don't get me wrong the long trail definitely was hard and I definitely was like very tired at a lot of times but I was never like I never felt like it was I was in over my head like I felt like the Adirondacks like are so brutal at times especially with the mud and the trail conditions and just like sheer like trail erosion I wasn't there you're like you're barely dealing with any of that on the long trail in fact like when I got to that kind of terrain I got really excited so I was like yes <laughs> like this is so familiar this is so hard that's good to hear oh man you Kayla someday when you get down to like 
the AT, like southern part of the AT, it's gonna be a fucking breeze for you. I'm telling you, like you, yeah. you you've hiked like all the hardest shit. I feel like already, like that's, that's crazy. awesome. That's good to hear. <laughs> like cause for me, like I remember when I was starting in Georgia, like I mean, obviously, like people probably say that Georgia is harder than it actually is a lot of the time, just because that's where they're starting and they're not in shape yet and shit. And a lot of people it's their yeah, first time totally. hiking and stuff. But people like just talk about how difficult Georgia is, and like even people I was hiking with. Like, oh my god, Georgia's so tough. And I came down there, you know, used to the long trail and the Adirondacks and the whites and stuff. So I was like, it's actually like it's not easy, but it's not like that. It's like really not that hard. So I don't know. I just, yeah, I just right. think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think like the thing about the long trail, like it wasn't the trail that was hard for me. It was more just like like a lot of ups and downs that are challenging. It's like, you know, you look at the map and you're like, Oh, this like doesn't look hard at all and then you actually start hiking and there's like actually a lot of like really pointless, like really steep ups and downs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um and that's the that was like the hardest part of the long trail. There's but very few like sessions of that trail that are just like flat, you know. You're pretty much yeah. always even if it's not that steep, you're still always like climbing or descending something exactly it's like flat land is pretty much non-existent (laughs) yep um but the i mean the adirondacks pretty much teach you a pretty badass mental game and like that's what i brought in like that's what i came into the long trail with like the mental game that you learn in the adirondacks is like so so good because you're just like so in like out there and in it and like you end the day just feeling so exhausted every time that like Mm -hmm. yeah that's like something that um it definitely set me up for success to hike the long trail Definitely. Definitely. Um, what were like, what were some of the high points and low points on the trail? And that, and that, that's a very open-ended question. So take that however you will. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, I mean, the low point's easy. That was when, um, my friend got hurt and oh, had to okay. leave. Like that, that makes sucked. Sense. Yeah. yeah. We like <laughs> when it happened, like we kind of knew immediately that she was going to have to leave. We like kind of like all like kind of went into like, okay, like we're going to get you evac and like, we're going to figure this out. Um, that was like really, really disheartening. We hiked. I can remember the shelter we stayed at. Oh, actually, what is it called? It's like Skylight. No, it's Skylight Lodge. Um, yep. So Skyline. Yeah, we is like, it Skylight or Skyline? I can't remember. Maybe it's Skyline. I don't remember. It's one all. of the. It's it doesn't similar. matter, anyways. Yeah, but we after she left, we like finished our day, and I remember just like hiking and being so sad and angry and like anxious and bummed and being like, "What the hell are we gonna do now without her?" She was like such a balancing factor in our group, mm-hmm. and I like got to the shelter, and my friend was Brian was like already there, like chilling, and I like threw down my pack and I threw my hiking poles, and I was like, "I just want to cry, like this sucks." <laughs> <laughs> and then my my other friend Belle came, and she was like having a hard time and she started crying and ryan was like trying to like help us both he was like oh my god like what do you guys need and then he like we started making dinner and he like sliced his finger open and then he started crying and we were all (laughs) we were all an emotional mess (laughs) so yeah it was it's like funny to laugh at now but that was like definitely (laughs) that's the biggest low point for sure that's tough and by the way you were right it is skylight i i corrected you incorrectly (laughs) (laughs) cool just for the record yeah no worries um yeah so that was the hardest part (laughs) it's like funny to like think back on that day and be like yeah we were a mess (laughs) um what about high point that was the low Uh, the high point it's hard because there were so many good ones or or how about this 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 might be a little bit easier um just like a spot that you remember um very fondly like one of your favorite spots on the trail like yeah whether it's the actual spot itself or just like a good memory from a spot like just anything like I that actually i just thought of one um so it was when we got to little rock pond um we like rolled into little rock pond and it was it was 
uh, when it was still a group of four and there was absolutely no one there. Oh, and nice. I think like, yeah, that shelter is usually really popular. Yeah. Um, and there's like a there's lot usually a caretaker too. That There was a caretaker when I stayed there on my, yeah, like... we, there were, there were caretakers coming around to take care of the like lads and stuff, but, or the um, outhouses, but there was, um, there's no like caretaker living there. So it was just the group of the four of us and it was a beautiful day. So we like rolled into camp and it started raining as soon as we got there and then it rained until about like 9am the next day. And we ended up taking a zero day there. Um, and if you've, if you've never been there, pretty much the little rock pond situation is there's this like beautiful shelter with like a picnic table. That's like all um, inside. And then there's like a few yards away, like this huge pond that you can swim in. That's like amazing. So we spent the entire day, like, first of all, we woke up dry and didn't have to hike yeah. <laughs> when it was raining outside. And then we spent the whole day just like swimming and like, yeah, like there was no one around. So like no one had to wear clothes. It was amazing. We just like, <laughs> we just like sunbathed and swam and like ate food. Um, we packed in s'mores that day. So we just like had s'mores all day and just had like had a fire going. Um, and I, that, that was just like one of those memories that I like that day was such a good day when you can just like swim and like feel clean, um, and just like hang out with your friends and like, just like feel really present and grateful and like so happy that you're there. Like that was definitely, definitely a high. Um, and then I think the other, my other favorite parts of the trail were when we had people hike with us, like when we had friends come with us because we had like, when, when you're hiking with a group, like, no matter what kind of group it is, whether you come in together or you meet on the trail, you, like, kind of form your own group culture. And, like, you oh, yeah. have, like, weird things, like, weird inside jokes, weird things <laughs> you do. Like, you laugh at dumb shit. Like, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, like, it's just, like, a lot of weirdness that happens. And then people, like, come into it and they're, like, what? So there was, like, people that we were friends with before. They knew all of us. And then they would, like, come in to our group for a couple of days to hike with us and we kind of had to like explain a lot of things to them but they ended up like we ended up like forming a whole new like weird situation with like those people and like getting them in the inside jokes and they would like (laughs) add to it and then like they would leave and we would still like have all this like funny stuff to talk about so that was definitely like an awesome part of it yeah just like having like homies come in and out and like make your day it's pretty cool and if anyone like anyone that through hikes who's going to visit through hikers like they always hook you up so every time they would like hook us up with like food and yeah just like like donuts and beer and like all the good stuff <laughs> oh, like yeah. they they would carry all the weight too that was awesome <laughs> that, yeah that's always awesome for sure. so yeah i have really good friends <laughs> did you um did you stay at puffer yeah puffer was okay my puffer experience was interesting. Okay, <laughs> okay. Did, did I? I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure I told you to stay there before, right? Because no, I, it was I, I tell like everybody to stay there. Honestly, it was an amazing shelter. Um, but we got there in the middle of a heat wave when it was like the height of the. Oh pugs. yeah, I was gonna say like because freaking this entire summer, honestly, it's been brutal. And I remember, you know, during some of those hot days when I knew you were out there too, I was like, oh fuck, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, hiking in the heat is just like, ugh. oh, it's it was terrible. like definitely like almost ninety degrees. All the, but, all the southerners um, listening are like oh phew, these guys don't know heat but yeah, right. we're not used to it okay it sucks <laughs> we're not <laughs> anything over 80 degrees i'm like dying yeah same here <laughs> um but yeah the puffer shelter was beautiful it was like you get this amazing view of mansfield and you wake up for sunset but when we got there it was like 90 degrees and there was no water and it was the height oh. of bug season 
So we couldn't like sit. We like set up our bug nets immediately and we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't do anything because there were just so many bugs. It was like what happened was there was like not many bugs in the beginning and then the heat wave hit and all the flies hatched and then it didn't rain oh, at all God. for days. Like so for like the way, a week, it was it completely dry up there? Um there was like a small trickle. So we got like a sketchy yeah, a sketchy trickle for like dinner water but it was like it was sketchy for sure yeah. it was like one of those things we we kind of knew that we um i mean i'm sure you've talked about gut hook plenty, oh yeah oh yeah but yeah gut hook definitely gave us like a heads up so we knew there wasn't gonna be a lot of water and we like planned for that um but yeah it was like it was hot and there were a lot of bugs <laughs> <laughs> and i just remember being like this is a beautiful freaking shelter and i can't relaxed because i'm being attacked by bugs <laughs> yeah that's pretty brutal and there's really not that much at least the last time i was there which was you know a number of years ago now but there's really not that much space for like tenting either so yeah, it's like even yeah. if you want to set up i guess you know you well we were tarp camping so oh, you, oh, oh, my, oh geez yeah the bugs must have been terrible then well we had bug nets we definitely had bug nets but yeah it was like yeah it was it was hard to chill like once you were in your bug net you like were in it and it was like i'm not leaving for anything what were um, um what were some of your other like favorite like shelters or spots on the trail um oh let me think i think so puffer was definitely one of them i taft lodge is always amazing we met some really really cool people at taft lodge is, am i saying that right I yeah, think so. yeah you said that right um Don't, yeah and, and if and i then... say you said it wrong then i'm probably fucking <laughs> wrong anyway so. <laughs> just ignore that yeah <laughs> um sterling pond shelter was i anything with water i remember being like really awesome and like really grateful for that um and then also like a lot of the shelters stick out to me just because of the people that we met like we met some really cool people um i don't remember what it's called but it's the one right before the camel's hump summit like there was a really cool caretaker there montclair glen lodge i think it is uh maybe i don't remember um yeah just anything anything with water was awesome that's like really what i remember um was it that dry like yeah yeah damn that's crazy i didn't have <laughs> we, any water we were issues in the middle all. of a drought um yeah we definitely like we started in out early strong. june too that's crazy wow yeah it didn't rain for like a week and a half at least damn. um yeah and it was just like a wild heat wave we were like praying for rain <laughs> Interesting. we were like literally anything <laughs> please that's not normal for a through hiker on the east coast i feel like <laughs> no it's not it's not and i mean we were never like we never we always got water like enough water but it was always like intentional so planning an extra hassle yeah 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 we always had to like to be careful your... yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, all the all the West Coast hikers are like, oh, boohoo! Like they're right. they're so used to that shit. But <laughs> meanwhile, it's, they're drinking that out is of puddles. not normal. Like every shelter on the Long Trail is built like to be next to a water source for yes. for a lot of those to be dry to to have enough of them be dry that you're like <laughs> thankful for the ones that weren't. Like that's not especially that's not normal. in June, especially uh, in yeah, June. right, yeah. especially like early June. Like that's like supposed to be the wettest, like pretty much in the wettest part of the summer. Certainly, like yeah, um, well. I think I did some I did some googling about it because I was also confused and I think it had to do with the fact that we had a really early spring really? um and yeah like spring came really early so a lot of the the water that comes from snow melt that had already, already like come through yeah you know yeah. now that so I think it about like it a weird year yeah now that I think about it I did a hike with with Flossie Memorial weekend so you know just couple couple days before you guys left or whatever. I think you said early you started what was it the 6th is that what I heard it was like June 5th or 4th something like okay, that so, yeah, yeah so early, early June. June so not that long you know before you guys started and 
I remember being like pretty surprised at how not muddy the trail was on that hike. I was like, before we went into it, I was like, Flossie, it's going to be super muddy. Like, we just got to suck it up. Like, just it's going to happen. And it really wasn't that bad. So, I, yeah, I guess it has been. I feel like, you know, I've also been over in the whites for most of my backpacking trips next to like huge rivers. So there's always water there. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I guess it has been pretty yeah. dry. Yeah. And I think like it also depends on like when we were down south, when you're lower elevation, there's just like water is always a given but as soon as you get high enough that um you're not in a valley like that's when it started to get a little weird true true for sure for sure i'm trying to think of like what some of my other like favorite spots are um what about like the the in my opinion like the northern half of the trail is like so sick you know yeah actually but (laughs) yeah (laughs) um the coolest part about the northern half of the trail i think were all the cabins like there were a lot yes there's so many enclosed shelters like those are yes that was really magical like for for appalachian trail standards like this the northern half and even parts of the southern half too but especially in the northern half a lot of the shelters are like next level like fully enclosed cabins that don't get as much traffic too so they're not quite as you know mm-hmm. trashed and not, not that they're usually trash but they're just a little bit in better shape and they're just like yeah like freaking what is it hazen's notch camp did you stay yeah, there at all? i did stay there such that was a awesome. sick spot such a six i'm trying to remember what i think it's the maybe it's the laurel woodard section or the um laurels i don't remember what the section is called but there's one particular section that i remember is just like so beautiful because of like the cabins and you like hike all day in like these huge fields of like giant ferns that are like chest high and mm-hmm. it's like not a lot of like mountain views but a lot of just like really really beautiful like woods of like birch trees and ferns and greenery and like and then you like roll into camp and it's this like cute little like magical cabin yeah. like tucked away in the woods it's like fully enclosed it's like really well kept and clean and pretty um that was that was really really cool like Honest, that whole section yeah like the shelters on the long trail are like a big part of why it's so special i think mm-hmm. and yeah you know, often on my at through hike i would actually just avoid staying at shelters and i'm sure they were fine it was more to do with just crowds and stuff right but, um, right but like the shit yeah the shelters especially on the northern part of the long trail are like so so awesome for sure yeah and that was the section we started to meet more people um and we had like more people to share like shelters with which is always cool to like make friends at camp that's like one of the special parts for sure yeah definitely definitely um let's see here what what what, okay i ask this question to people sometimes it's pretty cheesy honestly but um finishing how did it feel to finish what was going through your head Oh, I was on top of the world. I felt amazing. (laughs) Were you like ready to be done? Were you like... Yeah, I think when it comes to like the mental game, like I think that when you like expect to be done, you're ready to be done a Mm. lot of the times. Like I think on one hand, I was not excited to be done. Like I was like, I'm going back to COVID. Like I'm going back to quarantine. I don't want to be done. I love this. Like I could do this forever. And then on the other hand, I was like, oh, but I'm kind of ready for a shower in my bed. And yeah, I really miss my dog. Yeah. I was like, I really want to hang out with my dog. And I think I, I probably experienced like what everybody experienced. Like, I don't think, I think it's like pretty common. Like I felt amazing. Like I felt accomplished. I was like, I can say I'm a through hiker now. And then I was also like, I don't want to be done and I'm ready to be done. Like I'm excited to see my friends and like have more of like, yeah, just like the finer things in life. But also I was like, I also really love hiking and I'm really happy out here and I could do this all the time and like I'm not sick of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was definitely like a mixed, a bittersweet moment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then you had to like leave Vermont. I guess it wasn't right after, but somewhat. Yeah, I had like a month left. It was like a weird transition period where I was like, 
I finished the long trail and then I had to transition back to regular life, which a lot of people don't tell you how hard it is to get off the trail and like be back in regular life. Like that was, yeah, I would say like the two weeks after any like hike or like any like hiking trip is kind of an emotional roller coaster. Like you just have like high highs and low lows and you're like, okay, win this out. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's Um, like, I feel like it's, um, people talk about it a lot in terms of like the longer hikes, but but a lot of people don't realize that you can definitely get that even after just like a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, those two weeks were hard. And then I immediately was like getting ready to move to a new city for school. Um, and like Vermont, I consider to be like my home. So it was like hard to leave. For yeah. Sure. I'm sure, I'm like, sure you'll be, be back. back though. I'm sure you'll <laughs> yeah. be back. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No doubt. No um, doubt. <laughs> what, I, we're going to get into a story in just a second, but um, how, how do you think this experience has like, I don't know, shaped or changed the way you view hiking aka do you think you're going to do another through hike at some point yeah i mean for sure (laughs) um yeah i think like i definitely am going to do another through hike and i think that um what i realized on this hike was that like through hiking is a really really amazing reset like no matter what you're doing like if i ever i'm at a point in life where i'm like i just need to like reset and like get back in touch with whatever it is like myself or like other people or my priorities or my goals, like that's like some like through hiking is a really, really cool tool that you can use to completely reset your mindset and your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's something that I'm going to have in my back pocket as like something that I can do always. I definitely want to through hike again. I think like I've never really been out West. So I think I'm like kind of thinking like maybe after grad school, I'll do like the PCT or the CDT yes, or something. It's like it. my first hike. Yeah. That's like, honestly, what's like in my brain right now. I'm Google about it all the time. You know, um, <laughs> you know, Sebastian Mara, right? Yes. He did the PCT. Yeah. And, and we hiked the long trail together in, in 2016. So you could follow his trajectory. Yeah. The long yes. trail. And then I guess that did a pretty good job of getting him ready for the PCT. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, and knowing myself, I like to check things off, so I'm sure I'll do plenty of other things, like other through hikes as well. Like once I start, I don't think, I think everybody knows that once you start, it's like really hard to stop. Like oh, once yeah. You're, once you're hooked, you're like always planning your for next sure. one. <laughs> for sure. All right, yeah. um, let's do a story. So for full transparency here, I I forgot to remind Kayla about the story until literally like <laughs> ten minutes before we recorded. So I forgot. I've been pretty good about it lately. No pressure. My no regular pressure listeners all. know, like I forget sometimes. I feel like I've been pretty good about it lately, but I forgot this time. But it sounds like you have a story, yeah, Kayla. Yeah, I thought of one. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So craziest hiking story. Actually, this doesn't really have as much to do with like hiking as more of just like backpacking in general. Sure. Um, sure. I'm an Adirondack hiker. I have seen a lot of bears. And of course, this story has a bear in it. Um, So this is actually really funny. I was on a backpacking trip with my friend Shane. And it was just like a four day trip where we were gonna camp at Lake Colden in the Adirondacks. um, And just like do day hikes. And it was my dog's first backpacking trip. I remember that too. But we, um, we like rolled in and for some reason I had no idea that Lake Colden is like ridden with bears. Like there's so many bears and they're not afraid of people at all. And I am very afraid of bears. Like they're terrifying to me. Like if I'm like cooking in the woods in the Adirondacks, I'm like never relaxed. I'm always like really stressed out about it. But we were like making our dinner after a day hike and we like, (laughs) we were making pasta. I remember very clearly. And um my friend Shane like looked up and he was like oh my god there's a bear and I like immediately like freaked out 
And I, I will say that I probably did not handle the situation well. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, there's bears, black bears all the time. Um, you shouldn't freak out. I did. <laughs> and, uh, I, like, had bear spray with me. And the bear was, like, maybe, like, 20 feet away, like, 15, 20 feet away. Like, too close for comfort, but not that close. Yeah, And yeah. I, like, just, like, picked up my bear spray and I screamed at it for, like, 10 seconds. It didn't do anything. So then I sprayed it. And it sat down like it did not run away. It just like sat down on its ass and stared at us. And I was like, oh, my God, like I sprayed this bear spray. spray. I have nothing bigger than that. <laughs> so then I got even more stressed. And um, we like, like immediately. Oh, the side note, my we had just gone swimming. So like we were just like, like not wearing shoes like my friend Shane was like literally in his underwear like not wearing shoes because <laughs> we just swam and like hold in and I like went immediately into like like bear mode and I was like put everything in the bear can I was like close it up like leave it there like whatever and I like picked up the pot of boiling water and I just like ran down the trail with it oh and my, my God. friend was like where are you going like what are you doing and I was like we need to go somewhere else like whatever <laughs> and <laughs> we like went back and he was like my friend Shane like stopped me and he was like Kayla he was like can I please go put pants on <laughs> he was like running down the trail with no shoes and no pants and I was like <laughs> my first reaction I was like you're gonna leave me here alone with the food <laughs> he was like yeah dude i need pants pants. yeah right so he left me alone with the food i was very scared he came back we like found a bridge or whatever and like ate our dinner and uh, after we finished eating he didn't tell me this before but after we finished eating he was like are you done and i was like yeah totally like take the rest and he's like i need to make a confession and i was like oh my god what is it and he was like while the bear was there and you were freaking out he was like, I stepped in the pot of boiling water and my foot was all up in our food and I didn't tell you till after you <laughs> ate. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my crazy bear story. Were you mad? That's so funny. <laughs> no, I was just like, honestly, whatever. Like, we ate our food and the bear's gone now. So, <laughs> I so thought it was funny. funny. I wasn't that worried about it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a lot of bears. I feel like I'm the only person who's like never seen a bear in the Adirondacks before. Oh my god! Like, well, you're not a, camping in the right places. I've done or like I guess a pretty are. good amount. Yeah, I don't know. I, I also hardly saw any on the AT or any of my hikes. Mm. I, bears just don't like me, which is probably a good thing. So I've seen like ten in the Adirondacks. I wish that was anything. That's like what everybody says. Like every 46 <laughs> is like, yeah, I saw at least like fucking ten bear. I'm like, I didn't. Uh, I don't know. But I'm hiking yeah. the NPT in a few weeks, so. We'll see if nice. I see any. I really hope I don't. Well, the MPT probably not. Yeah, it's not, to, like, it's not quite as bad. Yeah, it's like the heart of the high peak. So, yeah. anyways, <laughs> anyways, Kayla, that's gonna do it. Six thirty on the dot, almost. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, and congrats on the LT. I'm really excited to to hear about what you, you do in the future. Um, do you want? To, I know you're not like a big like fucking social media star like me, but no. <laughs> wow, so doozy. Um, do you do you want to? <laughs> The number one hot new hiking influencer um, that is not statistically proven yet, but it will be shortly. Um, do you want to plug Wait, that's your... that's not real? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's a joke. I, 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 hate, I hate to break to you. <laughs> um, people are like, he's not number one. I thought he was like number 10. I don't know. Fake until you make it, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you say it enough, people will believe it. Um, yeah. But yep. do you want to plug your Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, if anyone wants to give me a follow, my Instagram is Kayla underscore adventures underscore. Very basic. Very me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, shoot me a follow. Um, I'm always hiking. I also love to like chat with people on Instagram and like talk about what people are doing and like make new friends. So yeah. 
There you go. Definitely don't be shy. Shoot me a follow. Go follow her. Make her the number two hot new hiking influencer. <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> yeah. Give me a run for my money. Okay, cool. <laughs> Kayla, thank you so much. Thanks to everybody listening. Please go check out 46 Climb stuff. Link in the show notes. And yeah, have a good one, everybody. Mm-hmm.